The Start On Demand. On demand. How concerned are you now that COVID-19 is in Manitoba? Is it giving you anxiety? In these troubling times, we'll speak to psychologist Dr. Raymond Abdurrahman about how to talk to your kids about what's happening in the world right now and how we can deal with our own anxiety and how we can help each other. It's suddenly a rough time to be a sports fan. Kelly Moore joined us on the devastating impact the virus has had on all sports around the world. We also want to know, what's your favorite comfort food? Sometimes when life gets overwhelming, we need to turn to our go-to snack. What's yours? I'm Brett McGarry, alongside Greg Mackling and Loren McNabb. We are Mackling, McGarry and McNabb, and this is the Friday the 13th podcast for The Start. Before we do anything, including an update on Highway 1, i got to tell you guys, I got a phone call at 1.14 this morning from what? my neighbor who is in who went to go to the Junos which have now been canceled because she said and she gave me a heads up on this she said that a friend of hers is going to be staying at her place while she's away so she gave me a key to give to her uh when she arrived but she was supposed to arrive early yesterday evening didn't because she was coming in from Tokyo and she was delayed because of covid-19 right <laughs> so i felt Awful for this girl because I stumble out of bed. <laughs> I so, put on my house coat because <laughs> at one fourteen a.m. this woman has arrived and is outside my apartment trying to get into the apartment next door and needs the key. So <laughs> I put on my house coat and I open the door and there's this Japanese woman wearing a mask. And I say, "I'm sorry for my appearance. <laughs> I just woke up. Here's the key." Anyway, that's, that's how my day started. That sounds, first of all, to call you at one fourteen in the morning, that's annoying. But I get it. You're being kind and, and trying I, to I help. I did tell her, like, she. I said, I, I wake up at 2. So yeah. if she comes, if she shows up overnight, it's fine. Yeah. But to open the door and the mask and everything, because even if you know it's coming, it's kind of like a weird movie scene. Yeah. Yeah. So she, I was weird seeing that for for me. And it was probably weird seeing this grisly, <laughs> grumpy, tall guy wearing a house coat. Chest hair sticking out. Yeah, I didn't really think about what it Did was. Did she take a picture? I know. I don't know. Because <laughs> I want to see a picture At of this. At least you had the house coat on. Yeah. <laughs> At least remembered that. I thought this was going somewhere else, like where you forgot where you were and just opened the door and bucko. <laughs> just hanging. Buccarino. Oh, just let it all out. Letting it all out. Yeah. <laughs> well, is it bad that the first thing I thought was uh, you actually opened the door? And you didn't just slide the key under the door to this individual because that's where my mind was going at first when you're telling me that there's someone who's traveled from from uh, far and wide to get here. And uh, I guess that's just where maybe our mind goes right away as yeah. well right now is this idea of interacting with anybody that you don't know and secondly, anybody that's traveled mm-hmm. uh, from from Asia or from Europe. Yeah, I, I never even thought about that. Oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Planted that seed for you now. <laughs> All right. Well, then. Uh, but yeah, Highway 1, what is... So we. I walked in five minutes ago, and Loren says, Highway 1's closed. Where is it closed again? Yeah, so from Heading Lee to just west of Portage, you know where the Highway 16 turnoff is if you want to go north to Minidosa. Um, the it looks like it's snow and blowing snow conditions that the... the 
camera on Highway One looks like it's fairly clear, but it look it sounds like overnight we saw some wind speeds kind of pick up. A couple of our listeners texted in around four to say the roads were terrible, and so let us know what you're seeing because the highway is closed right now. The latest update from Manitoba Highways was five fifty four a.m. So fifteen minutes ago they still had it closed. Uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure why. From sitting here, we got nothing. My drive in this morning was. Crystal clear. And looking at the radar, I think you guys are both doing the same. We've got snow on the radar. It looks like just in the north part of the city, just north of the perimeter, be like highways 8 and 9, making its way to highway 59, uh, like I say, north of the city. So you might be experiencing some of that, uh, maybe 59, 44, 8 and 9. So let us know, 780-6868. And at 637, we're going to take your calls on COVID-19, what are you worried about? Or what, how concerned are you? I've also asked that question on our 680-CJOB Instagram story. How concerned are you now that COVID-19 is here? And in our next segment, we're going to go. We've did The list of headlines and the list of things that are cancelled is ever-growing, ever-changing. And uh, quite frankly, yesterday, I just finally had to throw my phone in another room and, yeah. and sit down and watch Better Call Saul because I'd had enough. Well, we used the word dizzying yesterday for the night before when the NBA cancelled and travel in the States plans changed and all the rest. And then we went to yesterday when Manitoba had its first case announced. By the end of the day, we were at three. And the, I feel the same way you did, Brett, where you just get to the point where you're like, I don't know if I can take much more. My my husband and my son go off to go to hockey practice last night in the middle of that hockey practice. Hockey Manitoba announces there will be no more practices, no more games, right? And so everything from the big leagues to the little leagues has been canceled. And for for me, the number one thing I keep thinking about is I'm trying to, I'm trying to stick with what officials are saying, which is the idea that, you know, overall health wise, we should all be okay if we do all the proper steps and wash our hands and watch what we're doing. It's the economy I keep thinking about and our jobs and other people's jobs and the entertainment industry and all these things like the next, this is going, we have to all support one another and buckle down. Well, and I've been looking at the WHO and their list of, of new cases around the world. And the good news is, is that it, things are really slowing down in China. They are slowing down in Korea. They are not slowing down in Italy, unfortunately. But you have to imagine that some of these extraordinary steps that we're taking are going to keep us safer, safer, and hopefully the weight of the uh, a pandemic uh, hitting Canada will be less than when it's been in other places because we're taking these proactive steps. That's 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 what's getting me through right now is the idea that we're uh, we're trying to be proactive here. Question of the day at cjob.com brought to you by Mr. Furnace. Don't call them first. You'll see why. Call Mr. Furnace at 204-832-6243. Have recent developments with COVID-19 changed your daily habits at all? So far, 52% say no. I'm just carrying on as always. 39% say yes, I'm, inv- I'm avoiding crowded spaces. And 9% say yes, I'm stocking up on necessities. So you can cast your vote at cjob.com. And you can call us now, 204-780-6868. Like Greg said, if you're on Highway 1, we would love to hear from you. But we would also love to hear from you with your thoughts on coronavirus. And why don't we start with Amanda. Amanda, good morning to you. So, what are your thoughts on coronavirus? Well, um, 
I, I will say I haven't made a run to the store to grab a whole pile of supplies. I figure I probably have enough stuff in my freezer anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was reading yesterday um, some uh, articles online um, in the Google News Media, um, and they were um, talking about some of these studies that had been done in Germany, and I forget what the other country was, but they've done some studies to try and figure out, I guess, when people are contagious, and um, I think everybody probably knows by now that people are contagious uh, before they're actually showing symptoms, which is why we're doing all these quarantines. But uh, what was really shocking to me and kind of scary was that people are also contagious after they stop having symptoms by several days. And so there's definitely, uh, I, I think, good reason to sort of avoid being like they're, like they're recommending, you know, social with people uh, for now to sort of squelch this. And so that's sort of where we, where we are is uh, normally we'd go to a movie on Saturday night and I'm going to cancel those tickets, you know. So, but we're not panicking. You're, so you're just being, you're being cautious, but you're not ready to, yeah. to hunker down in a, some sort of a bunker. Yeah. Also, by the way, uh, I just want to salute you for using the word squelch mm. in conversation. Good word. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> Never really thought about it. It <laughs> used perfectly. Amanda, I know you and I have been interacting on text as well. Do you think this is an yeah. overreaction, what we're doing here? And had you ever heard the term social distancing before? Uh, no, no, never heard that before. Never thought that we would be doing what we're doing now. Uh, I guess, I guess in the last week or so, I thought that this would be a possibility given what we were seeing happening in Italy, but, uh, it's, it, it's still kind of surprising. I think everybody, well, I have, maybe I'm wrong, but certainly myself, I feel kind of a little bit shocked that um, as to how this is playing out and how fast it's changing and how much uh, how many precautions are being taken uh, early on, which is, is a good thing, but it, it's I, I think it's going to take some for people to get used to it. Um, the fact that they say that that the virus will stay uh, active on surfaces. For nine days, most viruses, the cold and such, are spread through touch. So, uh, I I would caution people to make sure that you're washing your hands every time that we touch one of those lovely pin pads to be for something. All right, Amanda. You know, thank you so never much. Get lost. Amanda, thank yeah. you so much for weighing in this morning. We really appreciate it. Take care. All right, you too, yeah. Amanda. Oh, sorry, Amanda. I cut, cut you off just as she was adding one more greeting. Tyson is up next at 204-780-6868. Good morning, Tyson. Uh, good morning. So what do you think? Well, I'm actually uh, an electrical apprentice, um, and I'm doing my technical training at Red River College right now. And uh, this is a 10-week program, and you are allowed up to two absences before you're booted from the program. And Apprenticeship Manitoba is very strict on this policy. Um, you're booted from the program after two absences 
Um, and then you have to justify whether those absences were justified or not to apprenticeship. Otherwise, you'll have to pay back tuition. And so what I don't understand is why has there been no directive from Apprenticeship Manitoba saying that they're going to waive this policy, at least for now? I've had a, a person in my class who's been sick for two weeks, noticeably sick, noticeably sick, but he will not skip a day for fear of being booted from this program. Wow. You raise a great point, Tyson, and I, and I suspect that over the next few days, things will change, right? Like it's a rapidly changing environment. Red River College put out an email yesterday saying that they weren't canceling any classes yet, but they're continuing to talk with officials. Some classes might be moved online. I understand that's not an option if you're in a hands-on program, apprenticeship program like you're in. But the whole idea that people come to work sick already long before the COVID-19 outbreak is a concern for many people. So I, I would stay tuned. I feel like these there will be changes in the days ahead to all sorts of schools, programs, work, and all the rest. But I get your concerns very much. Absolutely. The, uh, there's a, a real anxiety, I would say, uh, at least an atmosphere of anxiety within the, the class as to what's going to happen just with all the uncertainty. All right, Tyson, thanks for weighing in. Much appreciated, sir. Thank you. Okay, and let's let's sneak Evelyn in here before we uh, press pause. Evelyn, good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Um, I, have, I have an issue because, remember, um, Access is offering screening services for mm-hmm. uh, any possible symptoms of the coronavirus. Um, I deal with the home care nurses on the other side because it's a multiple multiple service clinic. Um, I am being serviced at home right now because it was switched, but in two weeks I might have to go back to an access clinic. Now I'm wondering if they're still going to be doing screening services within the next two weeks for the coronavirus because I'm at risk because I have the MRSA bug too on top of it and the MRSA bug attacks the lungs just like the coronavirus does. So if I get a if I get a double whammy with this kind of health disaster, um, I might not leave my home. <laughs> yeah, you're concerned about interacting with people that might be on premise that might be presenting symptoms uh, that are obviously yeah. there out of concern. And is there going to be uh, that ability uh, to to separate uh, you from everyone else or people uh, in a compromised situation uh, such as yourself? Uh, if I'm getting it right. Yeah, because before before the coronavirus became more public, right, you know, across the country or across Canada and the U.S. and the world, basically, um, the, the situation was, was that there was no concern about that. But because I've had the MSA, RSA, um, RSA infection for like seven months now, now it's spread. So now I'm staying more contained at home because of that. You know, I don't have the coronavirus. I don't have any of the symptoms. But the thing is, some of them mask the MRSA infection as well. So that that's my main concern because I don't know how to tell the difference between the two if the symptoms are the same. Evelyn, we got to go. But thank you so much for weighing in. We appreciate it very well, much. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye-bye. And thanks Stay to well. all who called us this morning. We're nice to hear your voice. We don't usually take calls on the start, but perhaps we will start doing more of that.
Mackling, McGarry, McNabb, Jeff Braun is here, Kelly Moore is here, Jeff Forte. McNabb, what did you eat yesterday? How did you describe it? I said I came home and I had all these healthy things in the fridge, but I decided we were having fatty pasta. <laughs> and pastas already can be fattening, but I... Did you up it a little combined bit? Combined sauces and added more cheese. And then yeah. I usually always make sure everyone has a salad and I skip that and Good. added more bread. And I was like, I just think everybody wants a good yum meal tonight yum fettuccine yep fettuccine is one of my favorite <laughs> it's it's delicious <sighs> fettuccine so forte oh yeah give it give me some I'm just, <laughs> i want some is that your go to comfort food or have you got something else that wings? you like i love wings oh, give me call. some wings yep chicken wings what flavor of wings oh yeah. Paint a picture. I don't know. Like buffalo. I love buffalo. With Do you dip blue it in? Cheese. Oh, Jeff Forche, you and I are I kindred need the blue spirits. Cheese. Uh, nice. I also like what is the, the salt and pepper. You like dry. I like wet. I'm just honey garlic. Whatever. Give just, me. It, 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 it's, it, it's a chicken wing. Forte's going to eat it. Oh. Atta, yes. Atta boy. What about you, Jeff Braun? Uh, anything with cheese or made out of bread or preferably combined. <laughs> a cheesy bread of some sort is my favorite. I'll, 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 when it comes down to it, I just go to Little Caesars and I get the get myself a pizza and then I get myself an order of the Italian cheese bread. Okay, very good. Is is the cheese bread not just pizza? Like, what's the difference? There's no sauce or meat on it. Right. I always yeah. I always love ordering bread like from pizza places because it's basically just the pizza, so it's like having two rounds. It's like they figured out how to use the scrap yeah. dough. It's like Absolutely. the sawdust of of pizza. Really is what it is. <laughs> and I've always the crust is my favorite part of a pizza. So no, that's just bizarre. Yeah, and like I'll even go around at a party if I know everybody and. Oh, you're not eating your crust? I'll take that from you. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. My friend's kids, I was like, oh, they're picky. They're not going to eat the crust. I'm going to take it. Do you ever uh, get uh, at Little Caesars, you can uh, crazy crust, uh, you can get crazy crust, so it's uh, like the crust is breadstick? That's a bit much, though. What about stuffed crust? No, I've never tried it. Okay. What? What do you mean you never I, I tried, tried it? This. Is that the pizza hut? You don't need to screw around, around with the crust. The crust itself is a treat. Right. Yeah, well, cheese, <laughs> cheese it makes it a better treat. So which, pe- no, does it, is there a pizza place that has like the best crust in your view? No, I don't, uh, well, it was Nyaqua, but I've, the one beside me closed a few years ago, so that's no good anymore. But I, I just go to Little Caesars and just, because it's, it's ready to go. Ready, to, hot and ready. Yeah. Kelly Moore. Oh, uh, Santa Lucia pizza. Yeah. All the way. It's all about the sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, def- definitely one of my favorites. Although, you know, I'm not against uh, going to Boston pizza and uh, uh, getting theirs as well because I, we, my wife and I have kind of become pizza snobs. Oh, yeah, a little okay. bit. Yeah, we uh, we're we're prepared to pay more mm-hmm. for better, mm-hmm. and in our opinions, uh, Santa Lucia and Boston are the top of the list. Yeah. Twice Dallas. a week like that, though. Hey? Twice a week like that, though? It's not twice a oh. week. Well, that's that's why Four I have to go to Little Caesars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about Dell's in Transcona? Yeah. Oh, oh yes, Dell's is, yeah. That's yeah. some good stuff. There, Absolutely. There isn't a bad thing that you can have at Dell's. But is there anything better than a grilled cheese sandwich yes. and tomato soup? We oh. just had that for supper last night. Oh, oh my gosh. Vegetable soup. There's yeah. just, I don't know. There's the grilled just, cheese is good. Yeah, yeah, just kind of refocuses everything, brings everything back home. It's like my mom is back when I have that meal. Or a close second is breakfast 
for supper. Yes. Bacon yeah. and eggs, toast, even throw a little bit of pancakes in there. sausage and scrambled oh, eggs. Oh, man, yeah. oh, man. That's, there's something special about that at supper time. Yeah, I love breakfast for dinner. That's great. And I'm actually going, planning to order Santa Lucia pizza tomorrow, Kelly. I also like fried chicken and for makes me feel happy. And there's a, there's a fried chicken place coming to Osborne Village, actually. Mary Brown's is getting ready to open. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. That's good chicken. Yeah. There's good one by my house. That's really good. I wish I wouldn't have noticed that it was there. <laughs> yeah, our, our, good, our good friend, the, the sports doctor, Dave Patrician, he's, I think, working with Mary Brown now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he was just in uh, last week, I think it was. Now, there, yeah. is there a time of year where you think you can't have those comfort foods? Like this grilled Supper cheese time. and soup? <laughs> <laughs> you want to have them for lunch and breakfast, but just not oh, supper? Oh, I, I didn't let you finish. I didn't hear what you said. I just know supper time's a good time for all of it. Grilled cheese and soup, I always feel guilty in summer having that, but I just love it so much. It seems like it's a winter thing. Well, our friend, Dr. Raymond Abdurrahman from Clinic Psychology Manitoba is here to help us deal with the anxiety of this situation uh, because, Raymond, we... On Monday, we were joking around about how toilet paper is is disappearing off of some store shelves. Five days later, I don't think any of us could have imagined how life could change so quickly. Yes, absolutely. No, this is a, this can make a lot of people incredibly anxious. This This is most certainly a serious health concern. But that said, we really have to learn how to manage our anxiety because um, when we're more anxious, it makes everything a lot worse, right? Um, When we are anxious, our brain doesn't function as well as it needs to, particularly at times when we need to be a bit more concerned, and then we can't function well. We cannot function well uh, in a state of mass hysteria. So what do we say, you know, let's start with the, our kids, first of all, because, you know, right, right now, uh, my oldest was talking about how he's going to do a presentation in school, maybe, and he might talk about COVID-19. And he said it super casually. He said, because everyone's talking about it and people want to learn how to be safe. And then now I'm imagining a scenario where maybe in a few weeks from now, there might not be school. We don't know where that will go. And that will yeah. ramp up that seriousness in, in all kids' minds as to how they're supposed to feel about coronavirus. So what sort of things or phrases or t- turns of phrases even should we be using? Well, I would say it's the tone of things. So I want to, before we talk about how to talk to our children, I think we need to first talk about how we see things ourselves because our children will look to us for a sense of comfort and strength and confidence about all of this. So if we are panicking, we're going to relay the message to them that they need to panic. Um, what, what we want children to know is that there are things that they need to engage in to keep uh, good, safe health. You know, so there's a lot of public health recommendations, and we can we can let our children know about those. Uh, but we also want them to know that you know things are generally being as managed as well as they can. So give them the control that they can have by engaging in the public health uh, safety procedures or recommendations, um, and then carry on with life as normal as we can. Um, the last thing we want is for us to reach like a mass state of anxiety. Uh, And we see that happening. The anxiety can impact so many aspects of our behavior. Uh, You know, I mean, toilet paper purchases alone, you know, in certain places, people are getting trampled for toilet paper. Um, Our anxiety, when we are not thinking, when, when we're anxious, we will not be able to process things as logically as we need to. And in a state as concerning as we are right now, we need to have our wits about us. Um, so I would say what we relay to our children ultimately is the tone of things. I think that's the most important thing first and foremost. How 
you know, do we relay a sense of calm? And then what are we relaying in that sense of calm? And that's basically the simple, basic public health standards and recommendations. So, Raymond, uh, the whole idea of whole health, you know, we're, we're, we've learned not to divide our mental health and our physical health. But yes. I think sometimes we still do that. We know there's a correlation. Uh, that's maybe old language. The new language is, is that they're all uh, very definitely interconnected. So forgive me if I go into some older language, but no, that's okay. this idea of keeping our mind healthy, keeping our mind uh, working and thinking through things logically, how can that help us uh, prevent getting ill other ways? Well, as I said, so what happens is when we are, like in order for our brain to function well, we need to have a state of calm. Like think about trying to panic through a really um, difficult examination, right? Or trying to uh, perform well in a job interview when we're super nervous. We cannot relay the best uh, information when we are stressed. We cannot be our best selves. We cannot engage in what is supposed to be logical when we are stressed. And that's why it's critically important for us to start to be calm about this. And it's not about minimizing a problem. You know, there are people who would say, well, you know, this is a serious concern. Why are we kind of minimizing it by remaining calm? That's not the point. The point here is to be able to respond as well as we can in our best possible self. So I would say they want monitoring your anxiety about it is, is critical. And that might just be not just the thoughts that are going through your head, uh, but a state of avoidance on certain things. So now we are going to be avoiding certain things based on public health recommendations. But if we're starting to avoid things that, you know, um, are unrealistic, are beyond those standards, then we need to say, well, you know, is this interfering with our lives? Is this interfering with our ability uh, to carry on with things as normal as we can? And if that is the case, uh, we're going to be promoting more, like that kind of behavior will promote more anxious thinking, which will promote more anxious feelings. And that won't allow us to be as logical as we need to be to get through this. One of the questions we wanted to ask you, Raymond, was how do we help each other through these times? Like, what can we do to, if you see someone is stressing out, what can we do to, to help them? Yeah, and I, I think one of the best things to do is focus on the practicalities. In this time, there's, a, like, one of the key things about anxiety is that it, it, we can't, is that we can't manage the uncertainty. And this is one giant situation that's constantly changing, and there's ongoing uncertainty. So let's look for certainty in other things, you know, certainty in our friendships, certainty in what we can do. Um, and I, I would say focus on that. If you're seeing somebody getting too focused on the news and they're spending excessive amount of time on that, you know, just say, well, you know, why don't we step aside and do something else? Helping our family and our friends kind of focus on other things and looking on what we can control is much more functional than focusing on what we can't. Um, I'd say start with that. Um, I would say talk to people about limiting the news. The research shows that um, people who consume excessive amounts of news are probably more likely to be increasingly stressed and anxious about this sort of stuff, and that goes both for children and adults. Uh, doesn't mean don't be informed. The situation is changing on a regular basis, so get the information you need and then carry about what you need to do. Uh, use this time to do other things. So if you're self-isolating uh, or, you know, uh, you're not around, you're not going to a lot of these events that are public, um, use that time to focus on other things you'd like to do. Use this time to be positive. Um, that's where I would say to start. 
it's a, you mentioned the word self-isolation and we were talking to some listeners this morning about the idea that up until even maybe a week ago, that's a phrase no one's ever used in their life or never really contemplated. And so this idea that you might have to limit your social behavior can be really hard for people. It might not even be the stress of the health. It'd be the stress of not getting to see your friends or your families or your loved ones. And so if we're in that bubble, if we're in that zone, what do we do in our own homes to to keep our spirits up if we're even alone or, or just with our families? You know, we live in a time where we can communicate in so many other ways than just being in person. Uh, people communicate by text all the time, you know, through video chat. Uh, there's so many ways we can communicate. And so stay in touch with each other. Communicate. Nobody says stop communicating with other people because social support is a critical way to survive a lot of difficult times. So make sure we have that support. It's just how we do it might change. We also have to remember that, you know, because we're seeing things unfold quite dramatically, it, it might lead us to believe that things are going to be horrible moving forward. We don't know that yet. There is that sense of uncertainty. So we have to be able to take this information one step at a time. This is what we're doing for now, and this is what we're going to carry on doing until we figure out we have more information. I heard Sanjay Gupta, Dr. Gupta, on CNN last night talk about how he was phoning his parents two and three times a day because he can't go and see them right now, uh, just out of concerns for his health and theirs. And so there are a lot of people in Manitoba who have parents either in personal care homes or, or maybe somewhere where they might not be allowed to go and see them. Would you use that same advice? Just pick up the phone a little more often and how, how valuable might that be to that person on the other side of the, of the phone? Incredibly valuable. Communication is one of the most important things that we need to survive this because it provides us as an opportunity for social support. But I would say we didn't need to wait for this to communicate more. I'd say we needed to focus on communicating more with people a long time ago. Loneliness is an epidemic in our you know, modern times. We need to have been functioning on that a long time ago. So short answer, yes. Raymond, we got a picture from Lauren this morning. He was at the Walmart on Taylor at 8.07 a.m., sent us a picture of the paper goods shelves, which had been cleaned out, and we've been talking about that all week, and it seems to be this panic buy. And, you know, when we report on these things, we're not not trying to create panic. We've been accused of fear-mongering and whatnot, but it's okay, I think, for all of us to have genuine fear or anxiety about the situation. But how do we prevent ourselves from allowing that, and those worries to become panic because it can be easy to kind of let yourself spiral, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we need to focus on the reality of things. Uh, Ask yourself really how much toilet paper do you use? Um, You know, I think if you are going to have certain supplies, I don't think we need to go beyond more than a couple of weeks at a time. Remember that those supplies are meant to be, if you're self-isolating, you have the stuff that you need there. Um, You know, I'm joking. I've got a picture of me that I sent to friends where I, it looks like I'm, you can see my eyes popping over a stack of toilet paper. Uh, and I, I literally only had two rolls left in the house. And so I did go and buy some, but I bought three bags only because they were on sale. But I know how much I'm going to use. I'm not going to use all of that. I know that's going to last me a very long time. Um, so I, I'd say being realistic about these things is going to be really important. We need to really engage our critical thinking skills at this point in time. Um, uncertainty will make us react and panic and not be Uh, strategic uh, or critical in our thinking. So one of the things that we can do for each other is help us hold each other to account. Like, did you really need, you know, the entire cart of toilet paper? That's a great question. I'm going to have to stop myself from actually asking it to that person that I see in Walmart the next time. But I think I think it's good stuff. Before we let you go, you know, there's this whole balance thing that's in play about not getting overstressed. But there's is there also part of us to 
that we can acknowledge that it's okay to go into that back room and and have a good cry if we're feeling that stress. Oh, if we're, you know, like you, know, you, you want to balance it, but you also have to acknowledge your own feelings, right? Oh yeah, nobody says we should minimize <laughs> the concern here. Nobody says we need to minimize our feelings. I mean, this is this can be a really scary time for so many people. Um, you know, we say all these tips not to minimize the fears that people have, but to make sure that they're not taking over. And that's the key element here. You know, having a good sense of humor about this is also really helpful as well, too. And we recognize that there are times where these are difficult, but, but being able to laugh about it can be a really good way to cope as well, too. Dr. Raymond Abdurrahman, thank you so much for joining us this morning, buddy. I appreciate the time. Thank you. Raymond is with Clinic Psychology Manitoba, joining us live on CJOB. The lines are jammed for Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals tickets. Worth pointing out, this is a Live Nation show. Live Nation has pressed pause on all of their tours to the end of the month, and they're going to reassess in April. This show is scheduled for Wednesday, June 17th, so we're proceeding as planned. Fingers crossed it goes off. Burton Cummings Theatre, June 17th, International Jazz Festival. The question is as follows. 25% of us have not used this in the last year. 2% of us have never used it. What is it? Let us try Jared at 204-780-6868. Hi, Jared. Hey. Um, let's go compass. A compass? Yeah. Oh, man, that's a great guess. That's not the answer, but yeah, I haven't used Fair one. Enough. I haven't used a compass, I think, since I was a kid. And if I had one, I wouldn't remember how to use it, I think. What's a compass? <laughs> no, there's one on your phone, right? Yeah. Is there? That's yeah. a built-in one on your iPhone. Do you? Did you write down a guess, by the way? No. Match game style? I mean, you want me to, though? I want you to write down a guess. Yeah, okay. I need the question again. <laughs> 25% of us have not used this in the last year. 2% of us have never used it. What is it? Ron, do you know? A blender. A blender. That's not it, but that's a great guess. I don't think that's a bad guess at no, all. No, I haven't used one. Uh, I should get myself a blender so I can, you know, make like smoothies Ooh. and stuff. What about your muscle shakes that you've been powering down? It's just, a, it, I got it at Vita Health. It's it's like a shaker. It has this uh, thing that, that just kind of, I don't know. Imagine putting a pen inside the shake, but it has like this sort of spring that just bounces back oh, and forth. Oh, I pictured you mad blending in the morning to get you get all buffed up. <laughs> no, no. Beefed up, buffed up. I don't know. <laughs> Beefcake. Beefcake. I'm trying. I've, I've, I've gained like two pounds. Well, it's a very slow process. So have I, because I had yummy pasta last night. <laughs> the big fatty pasta. Fatty different, pasta. different ways. <laughs> okay. Bryce, 25% of us have not used this in the last year. 2% of us have never used it. What is it? Uh, maybe a DVD player. A DVD player. Okay, that's a good guess. That's not it. I ha- I have a Blu-ray player, but if I still had a DVD player, it would be collecting dust. Because mm-hmm. why would yeah. I watch a DVD when I can watch a Blu-ray or maybe even a 4K Blu-ray? I should get a 4K. Uh, that's not it, but good guess, Bryce. Thank you. Thanks, man. Chelsea. Oh, you startled me. Um... Good morning to you, by the way, Chelsea. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? Doing very well, very well. 25% uh, of us have not used this in the last year. 2% of us have never used it. What is it? Um, I did have a guess in my head, and now I forget. Uh, how about a toaster? Say that again? A toaster oven? A toaster oven. No, mm-hmm. that's not it, but hey, great guess. Thank is it, you. Is it an appliance? Is that the right track? Um... 
Does it fit in your house? It yeah, it's an item in your house. Okay, I I don't know that I'd call it an appliance. Would you find it in like a cupboard? You know what? Maybe you don't want to give too many hints. But now that people are weighing in with all these appliances, I'm thinking of everybody you know has above their fridge, like that huge cupboard, and you've shoved everything possible in there that you never use. That's have what I'm thinking of right there. now. That yeah. space out. Yeah. All right. Let's try Gail at 204-780-6868. Hi, Gail. Good morning. How are you? I am wonderful. Just getting ready to head off to Zumba class. Zumba Ooh, class. Fun. Yes. Right on. Well, do you know the answer, Gail? I'm thinking maybe a landline. A landline phone is the correct answer. Oh, Did you yeah. know it, Greg? No, I guessed an escalator. Boom! Landline right there. Oh, Loren wrote it down. A landline. Yes, a landline phone. I uh, Do you have a landline, Gail? Absolutely. Are you on I'm it right now? Cool. I am. Yeah, see, we, we here in Radioland like that because landlines sound so much better, but... I, like many, cut the cord. I never, I've never had a landline phone uh, living on my own. It's nope. always been a cell. Wow. Uh, Me I, either. Yeah. I, I should have had one in my previous apartment because the cell phone coverage in River Heights is awful. But, like, I'd have to go outside sometimes to take a phone call. And I think the apartment was a lead box. <laughs> but, hey, Gail, good for you. Did you know this right out of the gate? You know what? When you said the 2% have never used it, my first thought was to go to the millennials, and I thought it's got to be a landline, something <laughs> silly and technical that I'm not good at. Look at that. That's some Sherlock Holmes detective work right Great there, Great reasoning. Gail. I want Gail on my team when things go sideways. Atta girl, Gail. We're going to put you on hold. Fine. We're going to put you on hold. Jeff Forte is going to get your information off the air. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. Have a good weekend, okay? You too. Yeah, a landline phone. Do you have one in your house? Not anymore. Finally yeah. gave it up. We only had it uh, for the alarm for our security system. And then they now have a module that you can attach that works with your cellular network. So we were able to give up our landline. Mm. Is this why? So when I asked, is it an appliance? Does this qualify as one? I don't know. That's, I, I, as soon as you said it I was, or didn't say anything, I was like, I know I'm going to be right here. Oh, yeah. Because he, he's trying to decide if a landline is if, an appliance. Yeah, it's a, a utility. Yeah. yeah. Well, but yeah, like a yeah, I would think it more of an electronics, I suppose. I oh. guess to a certain extent. Yeah. yeah. My se- my second guess was fondue pot because I have one in that giant. <laughs> that have, would be the, that one. would be the other way around. Two <laughs> percent used it this year. Twenty five percent have never used yeah. a fondue pot. Yeah. Even if you own one, you may never have used no, it. No, I own one. It's in the back of the cupboard. It's the tiny. It's in a plastic box thing. I think still from when our, we had a wedding shower or whatever. And when I actually went to go have a cheese fondue. Uh, to bring an appetizer over to a friend's house a few years ago. I had to go borrow a better fondue pot because the one in my cupboard is too small. But do you think that means I got rid of the, the fondue pot I have? No. I was. The kids go up there today to help me out. They're like, what is all this stuff up here? You need no a Sharpie. Idea. You just need to change it to a fondant. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, 9.15 on 680CJOB. Way to go, Gail. Going to see Ben Harper and the Innocent Criminals June 17th. Burton Cummings Theatre, Winnipeg International Jazz Festival with special guest Mendeleev. Another 
McNabb. That's it's the music of Led Zeppelin, but that's not Led Zeppelin. No, it's not Led Zeppelin, but I think people are going to be surprised when they hear who it is. It's certainly not what you think of. I would imagine for many of us, when you imagine a Royal Canadian Air Force band, uh, you think might think classical, you might think different types of instruments, but these guys really know how to rock. they got a show coming up and they want to tell us all about it. We're joined now by Sergeant Mike Hall. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Do you get that a lot? We're good, and we're better with this music, so thank you for sharing it with me. Just email. Oh, I, I really appreciate you having us on. It's a strange time. It's a strange time, and so you know what we want to keep remembering is that there's also lots of ways to find joy. Music is one of them. Do you get that question often, Sergeant Hall, about, oh, I thought you guys would be a bit more stodgy, if that's the right word? We, uh, the, the best way for a military of our size, and especially for a branch of our size, is to be as versatile as possible. So we, we really, we've got our hands in everything. And, uh, you know, the traditional military stuff you know, with the marching and the parades and all that is still a big, big part of what, what's going on here. It's just, uh, you know, about 10 or 11 years ago, we thought, or somebody thought, somebody wisely thought that uh, there would be value in uh, trying to maintain, um, you know, a more contemporary capability and then play some rock and play some pop and play some things that the average listener would also uh, be interested in hearing and the average listener, uh, you know, in our community, but also in the indicating our forces. Sergeant Hall, I can remember the Air Force Band coming to my high school. You probably weren't even in elementary school yet yourself, but I can remember this being one of the highlight gatherings, uh, the highlight events in school every single year. And I think I recall one year, the only music that the Air Force Band did was Mike Post and Pete Carpenter TV themes. And that was absolutely (laughs) incredible. You've had some wonderful experiences over the years traveling around. Did you guys not do the uh, in-between periods entertainment at the Heritage Classic a few years ago? We did, uh, with along, uh, along with Tom Cochran, entertained about 33,000 people that day. And that's the band that, uh, that is playing at the Park Theatre on, on Wednesday, the 18th of March. It's the same band, but with a six, six-man horn line be, behind us. So it's kind of like a big show band. And we've designed this whole show based uh, from the, about 1963 right up to present day with most of the important and influential English groups. So uh, we're pretty proud of it. We've worked really hard at it, and uh, we're really hoping that we can get it out to the community. I'm just remembering, you guys were at the the Grace Hospital Gala Mm -hmm. that we did last year. Were you not? Oh, yes, we showed up. Yeah, that's right. You were great. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't get to play. I think think one of the speakers went a little long. Yeah, There seemed to be a little disconnect there, but uh, I'm proud to say we will be returning this year, and hopefully people want to stay and and dance and have a good time. I'm not sure that they really understood that uh, we were there to uh, allow the party to continue, but that's generally our job. That's what we, we do. A lot of that sort of thing, you know, for good causes, uh, stuff that aligns with our mandate in the military, and 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 a, a lot of stuff, you know, a lot, a lot of military uh a lot of military events. Yeah, and, community events, military military events. Sorry, Brett. And I just also wanted to ask, the, 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 what's the name of the, the guy who uh, plays piano uh, for in the, the band? Currently is uh, Corporal David Fraser. Okay, the reason I ask is I think I've seen him perform outside of that uh, at the Hotel Fort Gary. Uh, and, uh, I oh, I know who you're thinking of. Uh, you're thinking of... Uh, 
warrant officer, or sorry, master warrant officer. Now he's been promoted and posted to Ottawa. Yeah, you're thinking of uh, MWO Mike Manny. He, he used to play there fairly frequently. Oh, okay, okay. A fine, so, fine pianist. Yeah, I remember they, I was, I went to there with my buddy and uh, they were playing Zombies by mm-hmm. Cranberries and uh, then when, so when I walked into the Grace Gala and saw him performing, uh, <laughs> at least with the warm-up act, that was incredible and it was just, an, it's an example of the, 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 variety of music that you guys are capable of playing to just to dovetail with Lorenz thought that that's not that's, quite what you would think of. That's really the key to be as versatile as possible to connect uh, not only with other military people, but uh, to connect with the community, you know, that we all live in. So we're, we're super happy to, to have this opportunity to, uh, to play this show for them. And, and I think people are going to be a really surprised and B those that do show up are going to really like it. something special. Are you the voice or the guitarist? I play the guitar. You're the, you're the guitar. So you play the guitar in that song we, we just played for folks. Yes, ma'am. Do you have a... I, I like being called ma'am, but only when it's the military. If you call me ma'am in a store or something, I, I feel old. But Well, I, you, you know, it's a, we're, we're really ordered to do that. You're ordered to do that? <laughs> it's, a, it's a... Well, you know, it's good to be respectful, I think. But um, is it Loren? Yeah. I have no problem using that. <laughs> See how respectful he is? He, he confirmed you how to pronounce oh, your name. I like I've learned this whole so thing. much in the last he, seven minutes. In this age of people kind of losing their collective minds in some respects uh, with uh, panic and fear, it's nice to have a bit of respect here, Sergeant Hall. So we appreciate this. Tell us about the show in terms of, you mentioned some of the songs you're going to play. When is it? Where I is sure it? Will. How can yeah, we get the, tickets? The, the show is next Wednesday night at the Park Theater in Osborne Village. And uh, the doors are at 7. Tickets are between ten and seventeen dollars. I think it depends on those deals for for young people and for uh, seniors. Um, the uh, downbeat will be seven thirty, and you're going to hear stuff right from the very beginning of the British invasion. The Beatles, the Stones, the Kinks, Spencer Davis, Joe Cocker, Led Zeppelin, Queen. You know, moving forward, Bowie, Elton John, Deep Purple, The Police. Tears for Fears, Gabriel, stuff like that, right up to present day, right up to Ed Sheeran, Amy Winehouse, Radiohead. So we tried to cover off, you know, you can't do it all, but we tried to cover off the, the best and the most influential uh, British rock and pop of the last 55 years. I mean, the, the influence that all these artists, these iconic artists and these great songs have had on popular music, is it's, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, as always, there's such a great relationship between the U.K. and Canada uh, in terms of the military. You know, there's a longstanding, uh, you know, point of uh, co-training and, and deployment operations and exercise between the two militaries. So we obviously uh, want to give respect to that. And as a matter of fact, uh, back in 2018, the Royal Canadian Air Force Band was over in England and did the changing of the guard at Buckingham Palace for the summer. So it's uh, we have a real connection with Britain, and they just happen to have some of the greatest rock and roll of our era. So we're going to play some. Do yep. you have a favorite? Pardon me? Do you have a favorite, Mike, in terms of the bands you just oh, listed? Oh, goodness. Out of these songs, there's so many here that I love, but uh, uh, you know what? And I didn't mention them, but uh, my favorite of that we're doing is The Who. Why? Because it just kicks. It's a great arrangement. Uh, it, it's a great arrangement from a, a well-known uh, Toronto arranger and musician named Lou Pomonte, who did, who did the arrangements for us. And uh, I can tell you that we have a version of Pinball Wizard from 1968 that just absolutely kicks. I was going to guess, won't get fooled again, but Pinball Wizard is pretty, 
darn good song. Oh, it's a fine song. Sergeant Hall, thank you so much for this. I really hope this goes off without a hitch. And uh, if there's a rescheduled performance, please let us know. And uh, it'll be a terrific opportunity and excuse to have you back. Thank you very much for your time. It's so appreciated, and have a good day. Sergeant Mike Hall joining us live on 680 CJOB. The Royal Canadian Air Force Band presents the British Invasion Wednesday, March 18th at the Park Theatre, 698 Osborne Street, 7.30 p.m. Admission, $10 to $17. And uh, more information at myparktheatre.com or rcafband.ca. All proceeds go to the Royal Canadian Legion, and you're going to get some spectacular music from some spectacular musicians. What a great night that's going to be. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think, and hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG, that's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global and on Instagram at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.